Good afternoon, this is Elaine McPherson again, here to discuss the proper use of instructional technology in the EMS classroom and how technology can be used to facilitate collaborative learning. Now that you have become a new EMS instructor, most of you should have high aspirations of becoming a great educator and understand your role is crucial not only to the student's advancement within the curriculum, but also after they graduate. You will find that when you are a great educator, many of your students will keep in contact with you and seek your advice as they progress through their EMS careers. As a new educator, you will be faced with a wide array of challenges from teaching critical content to students that are being disruptive in class to having limited resources in the classroom. As you gain more experience with classroom planning and delivery of lectures, you will make less mistakes while conducting your course. Yes, you heard it correctly. I said make mistakes. Mistakes are inevitable, especially in the beginning. The knowledge gained from these mistakes will shape your decisions on education of future students and drive you to create more solid framework on your teaching strategies. A skilled educator will anticipate and prepare for mistakes and will create a plan to avoid the common mistakes. But if you start off with the mindset that you will make a mistake, this will be a self-fulfilling prophecy and mistakes will happen repeatedly time after time. EMS is a dynamic career field with all kinds of variables with possible outcomes. It is difficult to predict if your course outcomes will be completely error-free. But when errors do happen, embrace it and own the mistake. These mistakes will happen when you least expect them, but can be a valuable lesson to be learned in disguise. Paying attention to the warning signs, altering your course of action, and how you handle a problem will show your students that you are able to recover quickly and influence them to rely on their knowledge, skills, and behaviors when dealing with difficult situations and become a competent provider. Whatever the challenge is, it is essential that your instructional goals remain focused. I was reading an article from EMS1.com the other day called Virtual EMS Education, Growing Pains and Lessons Learned by Kelly Grayson. Grayson is a longtime EMS ed educator for the last 24 years, and he says he is good at breaking down complex concepts into easily understood terms, can read an audience, adapt his teaching methods on the fly, and thought that the virtual classroom was of very little use to him. Nonetheless, at the beginning of the year, he and his colleagues were asked to develop a curricula and teaching materials for initial and continuing education EMS program, making extensive use of internet for virtual instructor-led training and the flipped classroom models. Developing a hybrid classroom in combination with live instruction and a self-paced online study explained their educational footprint, facilitating classes to be done at multiple locations simultaneously. In this article, he shares a few miscalculations and perils and pitfalls they encountered along the way. Not every student will buy in, even among the millennials. In a traditional classroom, a student will often take notes and blindly highlight passages in their textbook during a lecture in order to review these notes when it's time to study for an exam. 
Most students hardly ever read the content before the instructor delivers a lecture. In a flipped classroom, this system of note-taking will not work. It is essential that the student be self-disciplined and complete homework and reading assignments ahead of time or they will be lost. You'll need to an entirely different set of skills. In a live classroom, an instructor can change the pace, keep things interactive with students by using question and answer dialogue lecture format, but in a webcast, it is much more difficult to accomplish. Grayson uses polls and surveys to gauge student comprehension, and there are several inexpensive plugins available for instructors to use in their webcast platform. He also says he can easily hold the classroom's attention for an hour or more by talking to the students face-to-face but in an internet classroom, students easily get bored with the content. So if you must do a PowerPoint lecture, keep the time limit short, no more than 30 minutes. Grayson also suggests making extensive use of the multimedia, using videos and photos to illustrate teaching points. It is essential instructors use every bit of the suggested three hour preparation time for every one hour of instruction lecture, if not more. You'll have to abandon your old classroom model. In traditional classrooms, having students focus on their tablets, smartphones, or laptops was considered rude. However, in a hybrid class, it is necessary. Allowing personal data devices in the classroom can tremendously enrich the classroom experience, but instructors need to remain vigilant. For every person engaged in a discussion, there will always be one not doing the right thing. Even your policies on attendance will be different in a hybrid or virtual classroom. By recording lectures and posting videos, students can go back and review if they were not able to attend a virtual session. In closing, avoid these new, these few miscalculations and use distance education to benefit students. The internet can indeed broaden eat and reach your classroom and provide a more rich and interactive experience for students.